Hi, you're listening to Permission to Be Honest. A safe environment to have difficult conversations in a lighthearted way. I'm Kara. And I'm Ricky, and we're your hosts. This is a space that allows for curiosity and questioning when it comes to controversial topics. This is your Permission to Be Honest. Okay, today I want to talk about colorism. I think is the correct term. I think so. It's basically racism within the black community. Um, I'm not sure. Is it strictly really black racism. black community, or no, is no, no, it? No, no, no. Actually, it's not strictly within black a community. community. It's within. Right. Oh, true story. Actually, because I think it's a thing within a lot of communities. Actually, yeah. Like Asian and I don't know about Hispanic, but right. yeah. Okay, so it's racism within. A community, I guess. Yeah. Or a non-white. Do white people have it? I don't don't think think white people have it. A non-white community. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this today. Today we have our first guest ever. Mm -hmm. Ricky's sister, Chantel. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Super excited. Um, So I guess I'll just jump in. I want to... First of all, say that we recognize that things are changing now. Right. That this, I don't think, is as big of an issue as it was when we were all growing up. Mm-hmm. But I want to hold space and acknowledge that it wasn't the like it wasn't how it is now for us growing up. Right. And we still carry that with us. Like there's still pain from that that we carry with us and I do recognize that things are being corrected somewhat. There's mm-hmm. at least there's an effort to correct this situation. Somewhat. But that yeah, somewhat. Somewhat, yes, somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um so I want to say that. I also want to kind of go back through the history and explain what we're even talking about cuz I can tell you from experience that in the white com- community they don't We don't know about this. This is not something that the majority of white people understand or know about. I was clueless on this. Um, So when we're talking about colorism, it goes all the way back to slavery, Mm -hmm. like so many things do. Um, And, you know, just the situation of light skin, black people getting favorable treatment, being in the house versus being... um, out in the fields, right? Um, being seen as better, right? Um, and a lot of this is because those light-skinned black people, those light-skinned slaves, were family members to the slave, <laughs> to the slave owners. owners, right? Yeah. <laughs> the slave owners, yeah. They were the slave owners' kids, right? Um, and so they were in the house, and lots of times they got better treatment. Mm-hmm. They were sometimes allowed education. So it was a situation where they were treated um, preferential. Right. Right. Um, then after slavery, lots of times, light-skinned Blacks received employment opportunities that were not available to darker-skinned Black people. So it's something that continued on, mm-hmm. which led yes. to the situation where the light-skinned Black population emerged as the upper class. Not because mm-hmm. they were better, but because they were given employment opportunities that the darker skin population wasn't given. Right. So naturally they have more money and they emerge to the upper class. 
Right. Which then now we have a situation where simply being light skinned is enough to make you privileged. Exactly. Because now you are afforded opportunities. Right. And so like that was enough. And then it became so it start it has its origins in the white community. Mm-hmm. But then over time it became a situation where it was exploited in the black community. Right. Um, you have the paper bag test, which is something I knew nothing about until I went to college in the black studies minor. Mm. And I learned about, you know, it was common in the early 1900s and it was used to determine status. So basically you take a paper bag and if you're lighter yeah. than the paper bag, mm-hmm. you're accepted. Mm. If you're darker yeah. than the paper bag, you're not. And it would be used to gain admittance or acceptance to certain institutions or organizations, fraternities, sororities, right. universities, whatever. Um, so, and I think that while it had its origins in the white community and then became practice in the black community, it is still part of the white community. Yeah, for sure. Because if you are lighter, lots of times you're going to be seen as especially from a man's for a man mm-hmm. less threatening mm-hmm. um and the standard like let's call a spade a spade the standard of beauty in both communities is white it's white right exactly it is it really is and so for me my experience this was something that was super confusing for me because i grew up in the white community mm-hmm. and so with the exception of my skin color wasn't really an issue because, you know, at that time, people liked to be tan. Um, but my hair, my hair was a very big issue. Mm-hmm. It was not seen as pretty when I was growing up. It was not seen as desirable. You know, now mixed people are kind of seen as exotic. Right. That right. was the case when I was growing up. Um, I did not fit in. None of the white boys wanted to date me. I didn't have any black boys mm-hmm. around um until high school and so i was very much i felt less attractive because of my skin and because of my hair i was not necessarily i definitely wasn't seen as attractive in the community that i wanted to fit in to mm. because of my color because of my hair and i remember like my freshman year there was a girl who for whatever reason she couldn't stand me and she would always go around. This is high <laughs> Can school. Can you imagine? This is high school. High school? Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine someone not liking me? Um, but she would always go around and she would say, she'd be like, oh, you're like Kara has um, Jerry curl hair, mm-hmm. which <laughs> at the time I did not recognize how racist that actually was. She was a white girl. Yeah. She was a white girl and she would always make fun of my hair and she'd be like, oh, your hair's like a jerry curl. It's so nasty. And um, this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but she absolutely didn't know what she's talking about because your hair is absolutely not like a jerry curl. Right. Not not like a look at, it's not like a jerry curl at all. Like, no, if you ever look and see, like, even on, like, you know, what was that? Coming to America? Coming yeah. to America when they, like, let your soul glow? Yeah. That was a jerry curl. Definitely. That was a jerry curl. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so she didn't know what she was talking about, but it was so hurtful yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And so then 
it was very confusing for me when I then got introduced to the black community because the very same characteristics, the exact same things that were seen as less attractive in the white community were now seen as more attractive in the black community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, Carol, I said I wasn't going to cut in, but <laughs> since you said that about hair, you know, the funny part about it is, you know, growing up, it's like, you know, our grandparents, you know, obviously are Indian, you know, we don't have the typical, like how my hair is now, you know, okay. like where it's just so natural, you know, I didn't have any chemicals or anything in my hair, but I had a very nice grade of hair. My hair was really, really curly, really, really thick. Um, but it was looked at like your hair is nappy, you know, but then when I will see somebody, maybe a friend, a light skin friend who had hair like yours, I'm like, oh, I wish my hair was like that where, you know, it's just curly, you know, I could wet it, you know, now true, I could wet it and it, you know, wouldn't be like, well, to the point where it was, my hair has never been coarse. We was blessed with that. You know, it was never coarse, but no one ever looked at my hair like, oh, her hair is beautiful or anything like that. It was, oh, she has coarse hair. But then versus my light-skinned friend who may have hair like yours, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, her hair is so pretty. Right. You know, but then you're experiencing the, the complete opposite. Where complete it's like, opposite. Oh, yeah, the complete opposite, where it's like, oh, what's wrong with your hair? Your hair is like a jerry curl. No, absolutely not. It's not like yeah. a jerry curl, yeah. you know, but that's something that I wanted. You know, it's like, oh, I got all this hair, and now, you know, I'm getting older, so it's then I would love to have that hair that I had before, you right. know, just the long hair, thick hair, healthy hair. Um, right. So I totally agree with you on that. I totally understand because, you know, it's what people put in your mind, because like you said, they're telling you, oh, your hair is not nice. But then yeah. you come over to the black community and we're like, oh, her hair is beautiful. All of a sudden you know, it so, was celebrated. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I was like, what is this? You know? <laughs> and then I realized like, oh, the standard of beauty is the same in both communities, mm-hmm. which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's crazy is that you being a woman, because your hair and Ricky's hair is very similar. Mm-hmm. But you being a woman you were told that your hair wasn't right. good. Whereas mm-hmm. everyone constantly told Rick how good his hair was. Same hair. Exactly. Same hair. Same hair. We both have curly hair. But it was just like, oh, no, her hair is not, you know, you, your hair is not up to standards. You know, and mm-hmm. just the feedback on what you were saying about the light skin, you know, community, I experienced that a lot. You know, I, I'll never forget, like, going in the store and in our own community, it may be an older black man or an older black lady, and they're like, "Oh, you pretty for a dark skinned girl?" Excuse me. Yeah. So, how am I? I'm pretty for a dark skinned girl. I mean, how do how do you weigh that? Right. A pretty girl is a pretty girl to me. Right. You know, but that's some of the things that I experienced young on. I mean, I mean, at this little candy store, maybe nine, ten years old, and if somebody, you know, in our black community said, "Oh, you pretty for a dark skinned girl?" What? You right. know, and that. I, for a while, I carried on me. So, like, the friends that I had that were light-skinned, I'm like, oh, she's prettier than me. Or, mm-hmm. you know, her hair is better than mine. You know, and then I, it got to the point where it's like, oh, you want to get the perm. You know, put a perm in my hair so my hair be straight. Right. You know, and not realizing that, you know, doing all that through all those years that I was really damaging my hair. Because right now, my hair is really thin, you know. Right. And I don't know if it's something because of what I did previous or, you know, something that's inherited. But... Mm-hmm. You know, for those years, it's just like I wanted that. Oh, let me have that straight hair. I want to be able to 
you know, have my hair flat ironed or mm-hmm. have my hair curled so my hair can look like my friend, you know, mm-hmm. who's light skin, you know, and it's just all day long. Oh, you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty. But then when I get my compliment, oh, you're pretty for a dark skin girl. For a dark skin girl. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 And let's, Mm -hmm. let's talk about that because for me, it wasn't until I went to college where I was all of a sudden around, cause you know, in blue Springs, I still, the black girls I were around, I was around were blue Springs, black girls. So it wasn't like Mm -hmm. they weren't, it wasn't, it was a certain type of black person. And then Mm -hmm. when I went to college, all of a sudden I was around black people from everywhere, all makes and models. And it was really difficult for me. And it's something that I struggle with even today because all of the sudden I was automatically accepted by light-skinned Black girls at college. They mm-hmm. treated me a certain way because I was light-skinned. But the reality was I actually could relate more with dark-skinned Black the girls darker. because of the way they're treated in the Black community was the same way I was treated in the white community. Mm-hmm. I was seen as mm-hmm. less attractive. The men didn't want to date me. Um, you know, my hair was not seen as beautiful. Like I, I could really relate more with them, but Mm -hmm. it was a situation where I found that a lot of dark skinned black girls already had a preconceived notion about me Yes, and they were guarded. I couldn't Mm -hmm. get close to them because they already assumed that I thought I was better than them based on my skin color, even though I didn't grow up in that community. So I didn't have these um, I didn't have these feelings. I didn't have these preconceived mm-hmm. notions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. Because that you know, you it was... have this like you automatically kind of have this preconceived notion about a light skinned black girl. Yeah, and and it was like that because when I was you know in high school or you know when someone said oh you know she's dark skinned so you pretty for a dark skinned girl you know and of course we have family support you know always says you're beautiful and things like that. But it reminds me of a couple of things that you said. Like, even when I listened to you guys, I think it was the second podcast when you were at Pizza Hut and the guy said, oh, you're you're just like Mariah Carey. And you're like, oh, what? You know, you didn't think that you were beautiful. You were just mm-hmm. thinking like, OK, I'm yeah, everybody said I'm beautiful, but I'm the odd person out. But then, yes, when I was in school, it's like you didn't want to be around that life skin girl because you already had the perception that one, they thought they were better than you Two, they're conceited. All the boys want them because they're light skinned. So it's different in the dark skinned community because, like you said, no white guy wanted to date you. But mm-hmm. then once I started getting like to high school and middle school or whatever, all the light skinned girls were more attractive. So it's like you didn't have them coming up to you saying, hey, you know, trying to flirt with you or whatever the situation is. So you automatically had that thing where it's like, I don't want to be with no light skinned girl. She thinks she's better than me. Yeah. You know? And it's, and it's not the concept. And like you said, you experienced that in college where you're like, oh, I can relate more to the dark skinned girls because they're going through what I went through. But we already had that concept like, what's she around for? You right. Know, they I, didn't want to be my friend. They wouldn't yeah, open they up. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't until yeah. I got older that, you know, of course, you get older and, you know, you let go of some of those things that you realize that, OK, it doesn't matter, you know, what color a person is that can truly be my friend. But because it was beating our head so much that, oh, you're the dark skinned girl. Oh, she over there. She's prettier than you. She has, you know, her hair is wavy. Your mm-hmm. hair is curly. You mm-hmm. know, we don't want to deal with that. We want the light skinned girl. And it was like a big, you know, we laugh and joke about it where they're like, oh, light skin ain't in. But actually, at one point, it was that, it okay, yeah, light skinned people were the people that they preferred. You know, even like the dark skinned boys, they preferred to have a light skinned girl. 
Right. You know, so you go through that. So then we have this scene that we build up so much that we like, oh, I, I'm about to deal with her. Or, look, look at her. She thinks she's better than me. Or, you know, and you truly try to be their friend. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were so guarded. And I mm-hmm. didn't and I didn't relate to the light skinned black girls because I hadn't had their experience. I hadn't grown up feeling privileged or beautiful or better that, you know, I hadn't had that same experience. And so I found myself really lacking black girl friends. Yeah. In general. And I don't think it's, I don't, and I will say, I don't really think it's anything personal, but it's because of what, you know, we were told, you know, mm-hmm. your hair is like Jerry curl. Oh, you're pretty for a dark skin girl. You know, mm-hmm. then my family has always been, oh, you're gorgeous. You're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, so then you sit there and, you know, your family give that back. And just like what you said, you know, previously in the other podcast that, you know, your family never treats you any different. Right. They always told you love you, but it took one person to say, oh, you're different. And you're right. like, oh. I'm different. How, how am I different? You know, right. so it takes a lot, you know, on you. And then even feeding to um, when, you know, Shantonia first went to um, high school, her first year in college. I mean, in high school, we were, we moved kind of far out and it was, you know, mostly, you know, whites, the high school she went to. And I never forget her second, I think her sophomore year, she came on, she was just bawling, crying. And I'm like, well, what are you crying for? She's like, well, everybody's saying I'm ugly. And, and I'm sitting there like, really? In this time? In this date? Everybody saying you ugly? And oh, and they wish that slavery would come back. And it was like a whole big misconception. And, you know, of course, I tried to provide like, okay, you're beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But when we switched schools, I'm sorry, they called me on a bad day, but we, we were all here. So we went to the school to get her transcript. And when I went in there, all the girls had been teaching her, they were tanned. You know, like I could tell they actually went to the tanning booth or whatever. Yeah. And because the mother that I am, I stood up and mm-hmm. I said, look, they all want to beat you. They're right. all teasing you saying that, oh, you, you're a nigga. We wish slavery come back. However, each and every one of them has went and tanned so your, your uh, skin, their skin could look like yours. Right. And it was so funny because a lady <laughs> who I was waiting for the records at first, she was like, it's going to be a minute after that. She started scrambling like, here you go. Here you go. And, you know, I wasn't trying to cause a problem, but I don't want my baby to grow up and feel like right. she's not, be- she's, you know, she's beneath anybody. And I'm like, well, they want your color, you right. know, and it's funny because each community and even like you were saying, you want it to be with, you know, I want my black friends, you know, I, I want to be normal. I want to connect mm-hmm. with them. But it's like once society puts something in your head, you yeah. feel, no matter what your parents say. It's no matter what you, if I called you and told you something, it's no matter what you tell me and all that, until I get to the point where I'm comfortable with it, I'm not going to accept it. You yeah. know, and it's just hard, you know, especially for black, you know, black women, you know, we go through it a lot yeah. um, where you're told that you're not good enough or, you know, that somebody prefer light skin. I had men tell me that before. Oh, I've never dated a dark skin uh, girl before. Okay. And this will be the last one that you date. And it'll be the last time you date me. Right. Because I don't right. feel like you should see my color at all. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It was something that for me, it was so confusing. Because I didn't know it existed Mm -hmm. and I didn't know, like, I didn't notice. And I know for you, Rick, what is your experience? Because it's something where you say, like, you're not bothered by it. But I will say that you often make comments about about me being dark. Yeah. Uh, but But my experience, it hasn't been like. Like usually as a dude, like you'll you'll find a girl that yeah that likes you. 
So don't try to be like, like that. No. <laughs> I was gonna say like if 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 one girl didn't like me, then I'm like, okay, like there's another girl who uh-huh. say you were like chocolate or something. Yeah. But for for men, I think we like growing up, we we made fun of the light skinned guys. Like they, I feel like they had to prove themselves more. Like they had to be like, oh, like you know, he's a pretty boy. You know, he's not tough. But you know, if you're a dark skin, then you were almost always given a pass because they just assumed that because you're dark skinned that you 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 almost got street cred. Yeah, just because you're dark right. light skin. It's the same thing you talk about. Like they, it was like that perceived privilege that light skinned people had kind of hurt them especially with men men it was like opposite. yeah it was opposite it was mm-hmm. like oh like you know this guy's light skin he's soft or like if i don't know if they they did something and you'd be like okay this is how a light skin dude would act or something like that like, right so yeah i think my my experience is is kind of different and I, I do make comments like especially over here like because it's like all right dude like you got to use a flash when you take my picture. Because yeah, all you're going to see is all you're gonna see my teeth. That's a whole other right. podcast. Like, photographing. <laughs> so, so I do have issues with, like, that stuff. Because I am photographed a lot here. And I'm, I'm like, sorry. dude, like, if you're going to photograph me, like, you got to know I'm dark. You got you to gotta give me the flash. Yeah. So. I think me and Shan always make jokes growing up. Like, we're the did. dark yeah. ones. <laughs> we're dark yes, we are. We always did. <laughs> You guys, yeah. you constantly do, and and I noticed this with your family in general. Like, joking is your defense. You it know, is. Like, if you're uncomfortable, yeah. you're gonna joke it off. But I think because mm-hmm. like, I don't know. We didn't really have time. Like, it wasn't like Mama wasn't like, all right, tell me how you feel, or or yeah. Grandma no. or Dad was like, you know, they were just like, you just kind of had to deal with it, and then like, that's the way we always deal with it was was joke about it. Did you talk mm-hmm. to anyone about it, Chantel? Did you ever tell anyone that you felt uncomfortable or less pretty because of your skin color? No. It's like, you know, like Rick said, it's like, you know, and, and not to say we didn't have a loving family because mm-hmm. we did, you know, um, grandma, mom, you know, dad, everybody. But it's like somebody say something. I might say something to Rick, you know, because, uh, you know, a lot of things. It's just like it, it wasn't brushed under the rug, but it's like, okay, uh, grandma, they said such, such, such. Oh, no, you're beautiful. You know, one of the reasons where, you know, me being as tall as I am, you know, she always said, wear your heels. You're beautiful. No matter how tall you know. So they pumped it in your head. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really have the family on my experience. We didn't have the family where you come and show weakness. And Karen, if you remember when you were home, right. you know what I mean? We were talking and I said, yeah. for me, that's the biggest thing for me. You don't show weakness. You don't show you, weakness. You know, so even if somebody says something, when you, oh, you pretty be a black girl, it hurt me inside. Mm-hmm. And I carry that a lot, but it's just something that you just didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, well, it's nothing to talk about. They said it. I'm not going to show my emotions. And, you know, like, even when we, we discussed it, you know, it's like, I know being older, that affects me more, but it's just that, that's how we were taught. You know, yeah. so then with me and Ricky, you know, we was, that's the first thing we'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, we ain't the favorite because we dark. You know, <laughs> it, 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 you know it, it's a joke within our family because we know it's not no favorite. But also, it's a joke to, for me to maybe think about the times that it was said that, okay, mm-hmm. now it's okay to release it. You yeah. know, right, but, right, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because I know that it is something that's 
that your family has always dealt with because even your mom's grandma baby doll mm-hmm. you would make comments all the time about color mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, baby doll was super light and she, i think she passed she was, off as white a lot of her life yeah I remember, and so. she was lighter than kara yeah and that's you light. know and then even like the <laughs> The on that, <laughs> the, one of the things I'll never forget, um, my first husband, you know, Tony, uh, I don't know if you were, I know you met Tony. Yeah. Tony is lighter than you. Yeah. yeah and I can remember getting my first job at Riverview. I was a medical assistant and um, it was some, you know, some African-American girls that were at the desk and they, him and she, Tony would come up there sometime and have lunch with me because it was right down the street. And one day when I was coming back in, one of the black girls said, oh, I wonder how she get that that handsome white man. And I'm sitting there like, what white man? <laughs> you know, but I'm like, so because I'm a dark-skinned girl, I can't have a white man for a husband? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was just ridiculous. And I, when I looked at it, I said, well, my husband's not white. You know, he's just really, really light. You know, and I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, no, we, you know, of course, because, you know, I'm going to say something. Right. But, you know, of course, they retracted it. But it's just like, you as a black woman, how would you say, how? and this was 19... What Chantoy was born in '98, so this is like maybe the 2000s. Mm-hmm. How would you? I mean, like 2000. Right. How would you, as a black woman, say how did she get that fine white man? Just assuming like, that you just assume he was yeah yeah based on the color of your skin that yeah. there's no way based on the color of my skin someone would be attracted to me. Yeah. To you. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I. Great, yeah. No, no. I was gonna say the funny and the funny part about it is. As long as you know me and Tony's together for a while, but he told me he wouldn't date nothing but dark skin ladies. Dark skin girls. He didn't like light skin girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he had to fight some of that. Him being light skin, like I think he had to mm-hmm. fight that. Like, yeah. I would say, how yeah. do? You, okay, so it made me think about. I remember, Mama was like, she ran into one, the dad of one of the dude I went to high school with. He was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw Ricky. Uh. And my son said, you know, Ricky went off to college and married a white girl. And I like mm-hmm. that, like, I was so offended by that. Yeah. But, and I was like, no, like, she's black. I mean, she's mixed, but she's black. And I'm like, mom, what you say or whatever? And like, he's like, no, I, you know, I defended her or whatever. But, but it made me think, like, why do I have a, why, why is that did, so important? But because yeah. I think that's, for me, that was the thing, like, oh, like, Ricky goes off to school and forgot where he came from. Yeah, I didn't come back with a white girl. But like, did right, you, and a couple of things. Did you feel some kind of way, like if when people thought Tony was was white or? Yeah, and I was gonna feed off a couple of things because, you know, Rick, when you were, you know, we were going through what colleges you were going to go through, you know, and I don't know if you remember if Mama told you, but I'm sure she did. But you know, when you chose Missouri, do you remember we was getting that hate mail, like, oh, oh yeah. Ricky choosing. Remember Ricky yeah, choosing yeah, a, a white that. school. I forgot. Why he going that. to a white school? You know, so. It was always a big thing. So I never forget one time I went to mom's job and she said people would come by all the time because, you know, she had pictures of everybody up. So back then I was with Tony. So she had pictures, you know, with a family picture with Tony, all of us, you know, you, Kara, the kid, and she'd be like, oh, both of your kids married white people. And I'm like, what? I'm sorry. Not, I'm, what? Yeah. You know, but it's like, but what does it matter? We have a beautiful family. Right. Even, if, even if Tony was completely white or Kara was completely white, it yeah. matters who love you, you know, but people made a lot of comments about that. And she would tell me all the time, she said, everybody would come up, up there and be like, oh, you know, the two darkies, yeah. they made white, right. <laughs> they made you white people, you know? That's important actually to highlight because I think a lot of people in the white community do not, I know I'll speak from my family. Um, it was a big deal when my granny 
realize that black people don't actually want to be white. Like, like real talk, like she, you know, she was like, oh, wait. they like being black. Right, yeah. Like they're okay being black. And I think that yeah. is a misconception in a large part of the white community is that mm-hmm. they don't realize like, no, black people actually want to be black. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to be treated different. Right. You know? Right. And, but that there is also a stigma within the black community if you marry white. Like it goes yeah, both it ways, is. just like it is within yeah. the white community. Like, oh, you married a black person. It's also there in the black community. Yeah, for sure. And if, yeah. And if you pull up anything right now, you know, when you go on your Facebook page, it'll be like, how come all the black men won't white women? White women. Or, you know, white women won't black men. You know, it's, it's you, you can see we could go right now and just pull yeah. up a random Facebook page and you yeah. can see it. It's still that perception to where. Oh well, why why are you in your in your own race? Um, yeah. But it doesn't mean that if I go with somebody outside of my race, it's about who loves me. But right. because society is so messed up, it's like okay, well, it's like with me. Oh, and like I said, with, with with the comments that they made at the job, I don't know if they were white or black who made the comments, but you know they got Tony sitting there, you sitting there, light Shantonia light. Yeah. You know, all our kids are light. You know, so they said, oh, both your kids, they chose white people. Because, right. what, what, what do you mean? But what does it mean? So to right. me, as a mother, if that was my display, what do you mean? Right. They chose people that love them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's one of the biggest issues, you know, that we deal with in our community because we feel like if you're black, you're supposed to be with black. If you're white, you're supposed to be with white. Yeah. You know, you're Chinese, you're supposed to be with Chinese. You right. know, yeah. but I love, you know, because I'm I got addicted to TikTok, but I love seeing just couples that you just generally see the love love. it's about love whoever loves you it doesn't matter what color they are you know but but also just the just to be completely transparent and Mm -hmm. call myself out which I often do (laughs) um when I see a white girl with a black guy I I don't think anything I'm just like oh cool whatever Mm -hmm. like I'm Mm -hmm. completely neutral but when I see a white guy with a black girl all of a sudden, that guy has so much. <laughs> He's a lot cooler. Than... He sees, yeah, like I give him so much yeah. credit in my head. And like, you know, why is I'm like, oh, well, he must be cool. He must be down. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like that. But I don't do the same thing to the white girl. The and I guess maybe because it's just so common. I don't think anything. I don't think like, oh, he picked a white girl. I mean, I, I just think nothing. Mm-hmm. But when I see it the other way around, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that must be a cool dude. Yeah. yeah, I think it also I kind of see what you're saying. The, yeah. uh, like the colorism. I I think we we were talking at the beginning, like maybe it's different from when we grew up, but I think it's it's kind of pretty much the same. Yeah. I think you see more interracial couples now, but I think like like how Shane was saying, like you know, like I think it's a big movement now with the black community. It's like oh, like you should black is beautiful. You should celebrate. You should marry black hair. people, yeah, you or you should date within your own race, or you should there's all these single black women out there and these men aren't aren't you know taking care of them or picking them up and they're choosing to go for a white woman but i think that's the same like black women are viewing white women as the light-skinned girls yeah and saying like oh i'm gonna lose it to him whatever and i think for you guys that's when you get all the issues with you know straighten your hair and perms and all that stuff yeah yeah 
But it's also a myth, too, because, you know, I seen something I want to say. Maybe it was yesterday. And they said, you know, black men go to white men because it's less drama. She stay in her place. You know, things like that. Because as black women, we all had that, con- that the conception of we're argumentative. You know, we're not cooperative. We're not submissive. Um, things like that. And, you know, I always comment to the point where I don't think it's that, you know, as far. But sometimes as men who maybe does not know how to lead. It doesn't really matter what color you are, you know what I'm saying? Because with me, everybody knows she has a, a big personality. However, with my husband being a man of the household, I also know how to be submissive. And I also know how to let him lead, you know? So I don't think it's, oh, well, you, I think it's a hit to a white person, a white lady, to be honest, and I take offense to it because it's like, oh, she's submissive. She's going to let a man do whatever, yeah. uh, you know, that's why they run to a white woman. No. It's, it, it, that, that doesn't, to me, that doesn't justify her character. You know, as a white woman, you know, any woman, you know, once you marry somebody, you're supposed to be submissive, but you ain't supposed to just, you know, let a man walk over you. You right. know, so it's like we have so many different stereotypes. Oh, a white woman just going to let you do anything. Or a black woman, she's not going to let you do anything. She's going to be loud. She's going to talk too much. She's going to do, yeah. no. You know, I'm going to protect myself. However, but if you're leading correctly, then I'm going to let you lead. Yeah. And I don't have too much to say about it. So it's it's crazy how, you know, there's so many stereotypes out here yeah. on how black women or, you know, black women are supposed to act or how white women are supposed to act, you know? Yeah. So you, a white woman could take offense to that. What do you mean? I don't yeah. have, so I don't have anything to say? Right. No, that's right. not that. You know, a black man chose me because he, he liked what he saw in me. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's funny, me and Rick were actually just talking about this um, today, actually, and this stereotype of white women versus black women and white women being submissive and like, oh, well, black women, all they're going to do is fuss at me and I don't want that. And um, we were just talking about all of that. And we were saying that, you know, so often people don't see that vulnerable side of black women because they don't feel safe to show that side Mm -hmm. of themselves. Um, they feel like they have to be guarded all the time. Um, like Mm -hmm. I was just saying how, like, I, I have a hard time even getting in to close friendships, especially with darker black women, because they are guarded Mm -hmm. and they don't feel like, I don't want to speak for, I don't want to speak because I'm, yeah, I won't speak for you, but do you feel like I, I can't really be vulnerable. I can't let my guard down. I have to um, protect myself because I am seen in a certain way and I am portrayed mm-hmm. in a certain light and everyone already thinks I'm angry and, you know, all of the stereotypes that come along with it. Right. Because if everybody already think you angry, so then it goes to the point where you shut down. Yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, if I say something, Shan's angry, mm-hmm. you know, Shan's always, you know, competitive, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. And it's like, well, no, it's not that. You know, at one point, it's like, let me get my point across, you know, mm-hmm. but you do also have to work at getting your point across the right way, mm-hmm. you know, and even like me, you discuss a few things and you told me, I said, okay, well, you have to wait till I'm ready, mm-hmm. you know, because I know with me because of, you know, you're cute because you're dark skinned mm-hmm. or, you know, being, you're, you have a friends that think they better than you or, you know, just, just things, you know, just adding mm-hmm. up, you have that point where you just like, I'm going to snap, I'm going to jump. You know, mm-hmm. so like the older I got, I had to realize, you know what? I know it's probably good to do a Tuesday, but I'm not ready to Friday. You right. know, you just know yourself because mm-hmm. you go through so much with the color thing and 
you know, just feeling like people think they're better than you or you can't trust anybody. Like you said, the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing you told me about. You're like, Shane, your wall is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, because like once you have so many people that let you down, you're just like, oh, you know what? I ain't gonna deal with that. Right. Let me just, you know, just sit back and just chill right. on it, you know, for right now. And it goes through that. Not like I said, now nah, I don't feel like that. No kind of way. You know, I have friends all shades, you know, but you know, I'm a little older now. You know, I'm getting older. You know, not old as Rick. You know, Rick older than me, but you know, but it's just you never realize how things affect you. You know, right. and again, going back to when I listened to your to your part, you said that I would never in my life thought that about you ever, ever. Right, like you assume. Ever. I, I had it easier yeah. that I because yeah. of the color of my skin like yeah yes. yeah that's why I love yes. this podcast of just like being honest and getting it out yeah. because it's like oh oh yeah. she actually experienced a lot of the same stuff that I experienced yeah I yeah. would have never thought because you know when you came in our lives you know with mm-hmm. Grammy Grammy mm-hmm. you know your family was like everybody was so loving mm-hmm. you know so it's like okay I would have never thought and when I sat there and listened to it and I was like oh my god Really? You know, she felt like this. She was distraught when she found out her dad was black. Mm-hmm. You know, I just never thought that. You just, you don't. And then, like, even with me, a lot of people don't think the way I walk around, Shay don't go through anything. You know no, no, I never would have thought you had an issue with your color or that yeah. you carried that pain around. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah, because, you know, you just, I mean, it's just something that you just don't assume. When you see somebody, you know, you'd be like, okay. You know, and you fine. always have such a hard exterior. You know, you yeah. always come across very, um, very, like, confident. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you, and even, like, the most confident person, they have that time where, you know, mm-hmm. they're weak, you know. Mm-hmm. But, again, you know, that goes back from how grandma taught me things. You just always be confident. Don't mm-hmm. let nobody see you weak. Don't matter what they yeah. say to you, you know. It's it's like even with now, you know, um, we have we went to a restaurant. Uh, it's right off the water around here, and you know, anybody know when I go to a restaurant, I be they like you so high man because I be wanting let me put this on the side, let me have this extra, you know. So the lady comes up to me, you know, and I'm like, you know, give me this on the side. I want this on the side. I want extra this and what's this? And she's like, and, and she was African American, and she said, oh well, you know, that'll be two dollars extra. Well, okay, that's fine. And I was like, yeah, so, so, so. She's like, okay. I'm like, okay, it's fine. And she's like, well, I just want to let you know just so you can pay for it. And Sterling looked at me. He's like, what? And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so, <laughs> just because I want some extra mail, I can't, you know, but she just assumed because yeah. now we're in this suburban area yeah. in yeah. Michigan. And where we go in, it's predominantly white. You know, we're probably, it's probably like two, three black people there. You yeah. know, but I don't feel no race. Most of most of every place I go around here is fine. But it then it was like it hurt my feelings because it was a African American. It was a girl. black yeah. girl assuming. It was a black girl yeah. assuming that I can't pay two you extra can't dollars pay for, for some, your stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's like it was crazy. And I said, well, I told um uh Chantoni about it. I said, you know, and then even yesterday, I go my for my daughter my doctor gave me this brace. I go to the um Grace place and I walk in and two black receptionists, you know, no greeting, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, okay. And she like, pull this thing out. Oh, I need you to fill this paper out. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, wait, wait, your insurance card ID. And I give her that. And then this white man come in and she, oh, good morning. 
oh yeah so he sat down well how, now mind you i'm there first well he go back up there. well how long do i have to wait you know he giving her such a hard time and she's being so sweet to him and i'm yeah. sitting there and i'm texting chateau and i'm like oh my god you know yeah. so then i pushed they pulled me back and she said well you know you, your deductible's not met i said no my deductible's met you know i just got you know my co-insurance or whatever and she pulled me back to the to the thing pull this paper out and say oh no, um, now mind you, the guy said, I don't have my insurance card. And she, oh no, we'll just bill you. Now, <laughs> he mind didn't you. even have an insurance card. <laughs> he didn't even have his insurance card. So she pulled this, she printed this paper out about five pages and she pulled it out. And she said, right here, it says your deductible is not met. I said, well, honey, it says my individual deductible is not met, but my family is. Uh-huh. So I had to do the 20% car insurance. And she said, oh no, that's not how I go. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, <sighs> yeah. You know, then I finally tell her, I said, honey, I work for Blue Cross. Yeah. So the department that handled this insurance, that's where I'm the supervisor. That's at. right. Yeah. <laughs> I owe you 20%. Oh, then her manager come up and she's like, oh, no, no, she's right. And I'm sitting there like, you just gonna let a man that come in and tell you he don't even have his insurance card. He don't have nothing. And they're just gonna build And I got everything. And I pull my app up and I'm like, no, see right here, mm-hmm. right here. No, it's, you know, and I was just like, really? Yeah. You know, and I and I'm just like, but he come in and he just throw all the rules off you. Oh, you don't have to pay anything, sir. Don't worry about it. We'll find your insurance. You know, and I'm sitting there like, but you didn't believe me when I told you. And I told you. Know, you, you. She, she, I told her she went to the computer, typing on the computer. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Then she pulled it out and I said, okay, so do you know the difference between a, a individual and a family? And she was, oh, well, it says right here to me. I said, but my family is mad. And she pulled the manager out and I looked at the manager. I said, I work for Blue Cross. You see that say B-O-F? Yeah. Who type of prefix is that? She said Blue Cross. I said, okay. Oh, ma'am, you could go right in there. But why I got to do all that? But why right. do you have to go all through all that? I mean, that is really yeah. wild because yeah. and that's why you said like, well, no, it's not really changing. I mean, there is yeah, still a ton of racism mm-hmm. within the Black community. And do you within feel like the black I would community. have been treated different when I walked in there? Yeah. yeah. He walked in. I'm telling you, he was like, I walked in. She didn't greet me. She didn't do it. You got an appointment. You know, I mean, she was just like, you know, yeah. just like that. And I had all my stuff together. And I'm like, okay. And he come in. He sat down. Well, how long is it going to be? I don't even have to wait this. And she said, well, you guys just know I'll have my insurance. Okay, well, let me see if I can find your insurance in the system. But I gave you my card and everything. That you mm-hmm. t- because you can't read it right. You you right. doubted me, but you're smiling in his face. You That's know, wild. and I t- and I actually took it. I could be wrong. But I actually took it because, okay, you're going to treat a white person better than me because you think that I'm sitting here with this mm-hmm. and my nails ain't done. I got on some jogging pants or whatever I'm mm-hmm. looking like. It doesn't matter about yeah. my education. So you just assume that I didn't know and that you're going to charge me whatever you want to charge me. No. Yeah. She's just assuming. She's making she's all these assumed. assumptions based on your yeah. age, which is the exact yeah. thing she would yes. be so upset with Yes. if someone did it to her. Exactly. That's exactly what it was, is my image. Yeah. Because I walked in, you know, I'm off work, so I'm not dressed up. I don't have nothing special on. Right. I got some stretch pants and a shirt, but it doesn't matter. You know, I could be the person that, that owns the company. You know, how they say the secret shoppers, you know, things like right. that. You right. never know who you're talking to at right. any time. Wow. I've never had it. Well, like, it's always hard for me because like I live here yeah. for 20 years and or overseas for 20 years and people mm-hmm. always know that you you're a basketball player or uh-huh. that you do something here. right so I always get everybody's like kind of like best side or yeah we talked about that in the podcast yeah. that you get a certain 
type of privilege because you're an athlete. But I think even even the same in college, like everybody knew yeah. that I played at Mizzou, and you know they recognized this. Right. As like you always got treated treated differently. Yeah. So it's funny, like to hear, like I never. You've never experienced. Yeah, I think yeah. one thing, like Shan, you said earlier, like I feel like my personality is I never let any I don't want anybody to know that they got to me, mm -hmm. and so. It's funny that Shan is the same way because like no matter what, like like no matter what you say to me, I'm not gonna give you a reaction. That's my thing. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna I won't let you know. But it might hurt inside or I might feel some type of way. And I think about like me even just going through life, especially like we talk about this a lot, like being in in Lee Summit, like if I walk past a white person, I kinda like Okay, make sure my voice is not so deep. Make sure, make sure I'm not threatening. You make sure I'm threatening. Make yeah. Make sure like yes. okay, like I got my hat on backwards or like make sure I don't have the hood on. Like I try to make myself as less threatening as possible, mm -hmm. but it's like mm -hmm. No, like I should allow to be Absolutely. to be myself and this lady shouldn't and she probably doesn't even think that I'm threatening or anything, but yeah. like I've always right. I always like tense up in those situations. Yeah. But yeah. That's what I was I was thinking about when Dan was talking about like that it's funny, like we did grow up like that. Like you don't mm -hmm. you don't let anybody see that they get to you. I think that's probably common in the black community is because you have all this ancestral trauma that you've inherited and mm -hmm. so much of it is like I have to raise them to be safe in a white world. Right. Right. You know, and I have to raise them. Like that's a whole other actually podcast I want to talk about is how in the black community, you are expected to censor yourself to make white people comfortable. Mm -hmm. That is something that yeah. white people yeah. <laughs> never, yeah. ever have to do. Like you have to censor yourself. You have to change your natural tendencies to make white people comfortable. But like, why? If they're uncomfortable, that's their issue. Yeah. But I think a lot of it yeah. because they're like, Majority. when we look at like, well, they're in position of power sometimes. Like if when mm -hmm. I go, if I'm going on a college visit, mm -hmm. you know, usually the president is white, mm -hmm. probably the coach is white, you know? So it's like, you have to, and the basketball is different. They accept you pretty much in any way, but like, it's the people who don't know you. Yeah. And then like, you know, God forbid I don't talk the right way or like I don't, what's yeah. it called when you change the way you talk, like coach shift or something like that. Like, <laughs> God forbid I don't do that. And yeah. then like, then it's like, oh, like I met Ricky and he's. He's ignorant. Yeah. He's he's illiterate. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's, mm -hmm. but then like that, that moment could cause you an opportunity. So it's like, okay, do do, do I be I myself sure or yeah. do I, I make sure when I get this opportunity that I, I play the game for a second and then I get where I want and then I can, you yeah. know, kind of go through it. So, I yeah, I, I had to agree with that, Rick, too, because it's like, you know, it's like with us, you know, everybody know, like you said, you know, Carrie, you know, one of our defense messages is we joke a lot, you know, so it's like when you get something, you're like, OK, let me play this part to get where I am, because. Some may, some people may not be able to accept Shan how she really is. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people because I had a strong personality. You know, or even because of my height. You know, going back to when I was working at St. John's. You know, a lot of of the white coworkers they saw me as a threat. You know, I'll say something to them, 
and it may not even be anything aggressive, you know, mm-hmm. but it's been many times I've been pulled in the office where they're like, oh, you're bullying somebody. And I'm like, what do you mean? Because I stood up for myself. Did mm-hmm. she tell you what she said to me? Mm-hmm. You know, and I had this one manager that came in. I said, you know, you're new. I said, and people want to say things about, I said, all I ask is, if they tell you something, ask them, what do you do, you do to Shan? Because I'm overall nice, you know, especially in my business world, but I still can't accept anybody walking over me. You know, so it's always because I'm this tall black woman, dark-skinned black woman. Oh, she's aggressive. Oh, she's mean. Everybody know I have that, that face that always looks like, like I'm mad or something. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's hard that you get that, you know, stereotype. So you do try to change a little bit when you go somewhere and you're trying to, even on a job interview, you know, my last job interview, um, you know, when I got my promotion, it's just like, I was so like, uh, you know, stiff. And then the, the guy was like, he was really, he was like, oh no, relax. You know, well, you know, I can see your tits, but it's like, you want to make a difference. You want to make your parents proud. You want to do better because right. it's always said in the black community, oh, they're not going to have a college education. You know, not so much when Rick was coming out, but like when I was coming out, as well, they ain't going to have no college education. They're going to end up working at McDonald's mm-hmm. or they're going to end up being on welfare. You know, that was what, you know, our, my, you know, our aunties and uncles and stuff said about us that we're not going to do any better. We're going to sit here and we're just going to, you know, collect, get, have all these kids. You know, it's, you know, mom always say that, you know, when you said you had one kid, that's all you did. That was me. That's yeah. it. I'm not having no more kids. I'm not going to be this woman that have all these kids. And I know that one, the husband I was with at that time, we couldn't afford it. So I thought smart. You know, it wasn't right. just because I, I'm black, but, you know, that was the concept. You know, people were asking, oh, can I tell I have any more kids? No. Right. Now, should I tell this kid having a kid? No, I'm not. No, yeah. because I knew that I couldn't afford that, you know, and also that we struggled some, you know, when we were younger. You know, so it's like I didn't want that, you know, but because of where we grew up at, it was always Chantel don't have a whole bunch of kids. Yeah, Chantel you were fighting against the yeah. stereotype. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Especially where you guys grew up. Mm-hmm. And the suburbs. And we grew up in the suburbs. Grew up. Yeah, suburbs. Y'all need- <laughs> <laughs> we grew up we in the suburbs. Yeah, the suburbs. Let me you know what she's always bringing that up. Yeah, the suburbs. Side note: the first time we took our kids to oh, your yeah. house in the quote-unquote suburbs, we pulled up. No, to where Mama lived. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, on Waverly, we pulled up, and our kid, we we stopped the car, and our kids were like, "Um, <laughs> are we getting out here? We're not getting out here, are we?" <laughs> Because you, your kids used to be in the hood, when, yeah. and they I'm weren't like, used to the suburbs. Yeah, they weren't used to the suburbs, man. <laughs> they, weren't yeah. to, they weren't used to the suburbs. <laughs> the suburbs look like. <laughs> they didn't know what it looked like. They were just right. the hood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the suburbs. But I mean, I think it is like you. That's something that I don't. I can't relate to. That's something that I don't have. Like this stereotype that I'm constantly fighting against within both the white and right. black community you guys are right. fighting against the stereotype within your own community yeah. as well as within the white community yeah mm-hmm. i know for me i feel this is kind of my personal thing i feel like because i look dark skin i look the part but i don't ne- i'm not necessarily <laughs> like my friends who come from where i come from yeah and it's like no you know i like different things or no nah, like one thing I was scared of my mom and I was like, I ain't trying to get in trouble. I was scared. You know, I had grandma, yeah. even Shane, like Shane, my big sister. So I knew like if I messed up, like I had to deal with Shane or I had to deal with mama. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like it ain't really worth it for me to 
to kind of do that. And also I was lucky to have, you know, mama and Shane looked out for us when we were, when mama had to work and stuff like that. And so like, you know, I, I always knew what to do and what not to do. And Shan being from the same neighborhood where we grew up, like she kind of suburbs. Knew, suburbs, <laughs> yeah. She kind of, <laughs> but she knew not to like, okay, hey, like you ain't supposed to be here or like you don't go to this or you don't talk to this person. And like a lot of times my friends were, their older siblings went to school with Chantel. Mm-hmm. So it was like, she's like, no, I know, I know him. I know them like that. And so, right. like, but yeah, like I think we're talking about like dealing with stuff within our community. I think I feel, I feel some type of way because I'm, I'm not like a lot of my friends that I grew up with as far as like, I didn't do some of the things that they did. Now I was still a kid. I still messed up, but you know, I felt like, I think people, even now, like people are like, where are you from? Like I'm from Detroit. Yeah. Like where at? I would say Holland Park. And then they're like, oh, like, yeah, but you talk. Like, why are you talking like you, that? Or yeah, like, like there's mm-hmm. an image that comes with where you guys come yeah. from. And then I think, yeah, and like none even of you guys fit, actually. Even now, like, like, okay, like, all right, I see this dude. Okay. I got a code switch. I'm a I'ma switch it up so he can know, like, all right, this is where I'm from. This is yeah. this is how I grew up or whatever. But I feel for me, it's part of my personality, but I think a lot of it is I feel like I'm playing the game a lot with both sides. Absolutely. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. tell. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell who you're talking to on the phone just based on how you're talking. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know how you talk every day, Shan. You know how he talks mm-hmm. every day in the house. Yep. And mm-hmm. it is different. You do play the game both ways. Yeah. You do change it up if you're talking to a black dude versus how you talk to us in the mm-hmm. house right. versus if you're talking to a white dude. Yep. Yeah. You are playing both ways. Funny, you're not even mixed. No. I mean, the, but the crazy part about it, you have to, you know, because mm-hmm. like you were saying, we have to be accepted. And if you, okay, so actually if you say, for instance, we went somewhere, we still went to a Howard Park reunion, you know, and which I don't go. Mm-hmm. But it's like even some of the things I see on the people on Facebook are the ones that I grew up with. Yeah, I'm not saying that back I didn't party or anything like, but it's like some of them are still stuck there. And like Rick mm-hmm. said, he's different from the ones he grew up. You know, he still love them. You know, they still could say hey or whatever, but we didn't get stuck, thank God. You know, mm-hmm. because some of them get stuck there and they don't know how to switch it up. They don't know how if you're on the phone talking to somebody and it's business. Mm-hmm. Or if you're talking, to, you know, if we're talking to family, you know, we open. We don't have to do that, but we have to switch it up a lot because the first thing about it is as soon as they think that you're black. Now, see, I done escaped a lot. I'm going to be honest with you. And I feel like as a stereotype, you know, because at one point it was no white girls named Chantel. But now there's more <laughs> white girls named Chantel than it is black girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. also, too, my last name was Molden. So it's like, okay, that's definitely black. But then <laughs> I, I married two men that Tony's last name was Laurie. Mm-hmm. I met so many. I don't know any black person besides Chantonia and Tony last name. And and Everybody mm-hmm. else is white, mm-hmm. so I know a lot of times that my resume got pulled because right. oh, it's Chantel Laurie, mm-hmm. you know, or it even was Schubert. Mm-hmm. You know, they just assume, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of people named Schubert, you know. But <laughs> yeah. it's like you just assume. But you know, when you get that one, it's Jones, Johnson, 
you know, things like that. Oh, she black. You know, it's like you automatically get that stereotype, you know, so we have to play that part, you know, and people, you know, I've been in interviews and I walk in and learn, they look like, oh, she black. Yeah, I'm black. You know, so it's like, it's funny, you know, how how things change, but like Rick was saying, you know, he have to play that part because some of Rick's friends, I mean, like, I'm talking about straight out cold. And I like he said, I know they older people, you know, they older siblings. We went to school and I'm like, nah, Rick, uh, you don't want to do that. Yeah. But we always wanted better for ourselves, you know, because yeah. it's like we grew up in it and we grew up in a lot of things. We saw a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We just saw a lot of things. However, I'm glad we didn't keep that mindset. We wanted better, yeah. you know. It's yeah. like, okay, well, I don't have to sit here and have 100 babies because I'm from Holland Park and that's what they assume yeah. that I'm going to have all these babies. Or I don't have to go to Michigan State because I'm from Detroit. And no, I'm going to Missouri. Yeah. You know, and he picked what was best for him. Right. You know, and a lot of people didn't agree with that. That's crazy. This is really mm-hmm. insightful, though, because, you know, white people never have to shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, but would you even say, like, like a lower class white person, like, say you're from the trailer parks or something, you think they would have to? I, I don't. No, I don't think so because with white people, it's considered an accent. Okay. Okay. You know, it's right, not right. considered. It's like, yeah, some people say, oh, yeah, certain accents you sound more ignorant or whatever, but it's considered an accent. It's not considered a reflection of their, of their yeah. intelligence, intelligence or, or yeah. status. I mean, to some point, it is. Yeah. I know a lot of people work to get rid of accents that are considered less intelligent, mm-hmm. but still, it's considered an accent. It's not considered for you guys, it's considered talking black right you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like it's not like white people don't have this like oh i'm talking to a black person now i have to talk i don't have this Mm -hmm. i never change the way Mm -hmm. i talk it never ever you don't it never occurred to me (laughs) you know and maybe a mixed a mixed man might have it different i feel like a mixed woman gets gets a pass you know i can i can sound as white as i want nobody's gonna care they're Mm -hmm. gonna be like oh well she's mixed Mm -hmm. but Maybe if we're a mixed man, it's different. Um, but no, like it never occurs to me. You would never be able to tell who I was talking to on the phone. Right. Unless you had the conversation. You wouldn't be able to tell by, because I didn't change, you know, I don't change anything up. Right. It mm-hmm. never, never crosses my head. So this is really. But it's a- almost like an automatic thing for us. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't call, think about switch. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it was something that was just like ingrained in you. Like. Yeah, but but the but the crazy thing is that you also feel the pressure from the black community to sound a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you feel the pressure from the white community to sound a certain way, but you also feel pressure from the black community to sound a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that both ways are different than how y'all talk just in the normal like day to day conversation in the house. Right. Yeah, because if you have friends that don't want to. You know, that maybe they're not doing anything or I don't want to say not doing anything, but, you know, you may be hungry. You may want to go to school and stuff like that. I've even had people say, oh, you think you're better than us. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. I'm better than y'all because I want to move out the hood or I'm better than y'all because I want my daughter to go to the better schools or I'm better right. because instead of me hanging out, I'm going to sit here and get on this eight hour class after I've worked all day so I can get my degree. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had friends tell me like before, even one of my best friends. You know, told me, and I'm like, really? 
No, I'm, I'm figuring if I'm doing good, then I can motivate you to do good. You know, we all do good. But that's the bad part about, like you said, we have to switch up for every, we got to switch yeah. up. We're talking to somebody, a white person or something like that. Even with one of some of our closest friends, we yeah. can't be ourselves because then they're thinking, oh, she can't think she's better than everybody right. because her and Sterling just moved out, you know, or right. from out of Detroit or, you know, but no, me and Sterling put a plan together to do something better for our family. Mm-hmm. Or Rick think he's better than everybody because, you know, he has it. No, Rick wanted something better for him and his family. I don't think I'm better than nobody, but I'm not going to sit here and drink with you every day, smoke with and you every day. And, right. you and hold myself back to make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Just to make you feel comfortable. I can't do it. And yeah. it's been plenty of times I've lost friends and they'll be like, oh, Sh- Shan thinks she better. No, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I know for a fact that I came from where y'all came from. However, I don't want to stay there. Right. I don't want to have to say, oh, I got to wait for my paycheck to go grocery shopping. Or I got to wait for my paycheck to pay my bills. You know, right. I've done that. But now it's to the point where it's like, okay, I want my bills paid. I want to be able to do what I want to do. So if that means I got to leave you behind, I'm sorry. I love you, but I got to leave you. Right. Right. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Yeah. This has been super insightful. <laughs> I know yeah. we let Rick talk a little bit. Rick didn't get that much talk. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. No, this is great. This is really good. And it just kind of really highlights the pressures that a lot of Black people feel from, yeah. from both communities. So mm-hmm. thank you guys. I appreciate oh, you're welcome. It. Thanks, Shan. You're welcome. Thank you for being our first she got, guest. She got the dark. I know, you know, the first little superstar, you know, put, when you put my, put my name in capitals over y'all. Right. <laughs> No, but it's good to see you guys. I love you. Love you love too. Love you too. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Permission to Be Honest. We hope you liked this episode. If you have questions you want answered, topics you want to be discussed, or if you wish to be a guest on our show, then please email us at permission to be honest at gmail.com. That is permission to be honest at gmail.com. And if you like our show, Please tell a friend and leave a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you, and we'll see you again very soon.